Welcome back to the big stream. It has been too long since we talked to you. We're the Disgusting Brothers. I'm Kyle Coster. I just rummaged through the pants of a girl from the apps. And that's Steven Douglas. He looks good. He looks jacked. He's been taking models home and doing all the positions. Succession has returned. The first episode. I want to say that it would was going to be hard for it to meet expectations, but obviously it did because from the moment that first music, not the intro music, but kind of the soaring strings setting the scene for what will be the last season of the show, I was just so hooked and I thought to myself that this might be the most anticipated and most trustworthy television show yeah, I feel like there's going to be a lot uh, going forward of uh, the most anticipated or the best since Game of Thrones. I think Game of, Game of Thrones was like the last time where it was like appointment viewing on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of the Dragon finally pulled its shit together and they kind of got back there. But uh, just succession, just I, I look forward to it. One thing I, I do want to talk about is is how you got into Succession, because uh, I don't remember anyone ever talking about Succession until season two. Season one just kind of happened, and then everybody was like, "Oh, Succession's back!" And I'm like, "Who's talking about this?" And then like a year later, I was doing a podcast about it. But yeah, just to have Succession back and just have that anticipation on Sunday, and it, it it's it's a communal thing which is which is uh very nice compared to like something anything something anything that's released all at once where you just like binge it on your own and it just passes i i'm really appreciating more the hbo uh style of doing things one week at a time i think it gives all the shows a better chance to breathe um and it, it's going to allow Succession to have its 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 victory lap basically on this last year, and it, this was this was a great start. As one of the hundred people at, <laughs> at the top of my field is going to be a part of this new, <laughs> we're going to talk about this so much. This new venture that the kids are launching. I will smooth this answer over and then segue to the next thing. I watched it in season one. Um, I caught up with it in real time and obviously with the finale in season one is one of the best hours of television that's ever been made. I can't remember if we worked together at the time or if we didn't. And I remember feeling like I didn't have that many people to discuss it with. I think the people in my immediate inner circle, I told them about it and I remember anticipating them watching it and kind of getting mad if they weren't up to the task right away because there was just so much to discuss and now as we move forward and and we're in this ecosystem now, it is a communal thing. Like we can't be given spoilers in chat. We know yeah. there's going to be a million memes tomorrow that are going to be amazing to process because this might go down as the most memeable show, certainly the funniest uh, memeable show that we've ever had. And it does amplify it for me because like I, I'm reluctant to dive into the discourse day to day but I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow, just spending hours upon hours of seeing what everybody else thought. Yeah, I, I can't wait to revisit all of the uh, the best one-liners in Succession gifts. I've smoked horse. Uh, <laughs> just, 
I mean, we've got we've got a new character with three names. Um, I, I can't. There were just. I I think the best part, the, the most obvious place to start is uh with Tom, um because he is somehow both the uh he's he's the anchor of the comedic relief. Uh, like er, er, the kids are all you know talking shit the entire episode but like the way that tom does it with greg is the absolute laugh out loud funniest part of all this it's a tie for tom and greg at the top of the the hilarious rankings and then brian cox is just amazing uh everything he says but so tom is like i think he's like the the anchor of the humor of the show but he's also somehow the most human and he's He's become the heart of the show because throughout the entire series, he has been the only character that has seemed like an actual human uh, who has had actual uh, feelings for anyone. I think he he really loved Shiv at the beginning. He still kind of does. And he is actually heartbroken by this. Uh, you know, Shiv kind of shows it, but... I mean, he he is somehow both the humor and the heart of this show. Uh, you know, he he's like he's the Liz Lemon. He he mixes them perfectly. He has finally proven that uh, a girl can have it all. Um, yeah, I think with the way that season three ended, uh, kind of that Godfather moment of Logan putting his hand on Tom. My biggest question going into this season was what was going to happen to Tom, and I kind of transported him to like the main character in my mind and right off the bat we get a total switch up because my major takeaway from this episode is related to tom as well but from the other side this is the first time i can ever remember feeling good about rooting for the kids and enjoying spending time with the kids they were you know they were still their dirtbag selves but they weren't doing anything nefarious you saw their business acumen and when pitted against their father, you know, it's a lesser of two evils type situation. And now we have Tom alive aligned with the evil empire. So I don't know what version of star Wars this is, but I really had a good time hanging out like in that Hollywood Hills house, looking overlooking the Canyon and hearing this bullshit pitch meeting that I think could not have been, more directly targeted at like our online erogenous zones. Uh, everything they were saying was was absolutely fantastic at that. But you go through the entire episode and you see that they actually have some acumen. Like Kendall, strong business performance. Roman kind of yeah. moving toward the moment. And Shiv leveraging that relationship that he's built. she's built in as being, you know, the token lib. It all kind of worked together. And I think last season when I started to think about how these kids could work together and p- potentially take on their father. I was very pessimistic that they could be worthy adversaries through one episode right now. seems like, you know, they might be punching in that class because maybe he's coming down a bit too. As good as they are, it seems if you can get to it. They, I mean, they have to be good. If you can get together this money, then you get to be the best at business uh as logan said like way to say the biggest number um they were able to say the biggest number so i mean that's them being the good at the business it's so funny to to watch them 
uh i mean they i think it was shiv who uh called out like what they all are um just they're they're three different talents and they're they're able to put it all pulled all together and just versus uh logan who is all of those things but uh as as greg uh pointed out in the uh in the preview for the next episode he's uh jaws if everyone were for jaws i can't wait for that that's gonna be it's gonna be incredible um yeah, and we know that he's interested in the editorial slant of ATN all of a sudden and kind of like in a boring way. Like the story that he called in was such a nothing thing. It wasn't like last season when they were trying to move the presidential market. This was about some stupid knife fight at a gun show, I think was the gambit. And we saw a more human side of the kids, but we also saw a more human side of Logan for the first time in forever uh he's dining out with colin and saying my best buddy uh and hey by the way what do you think happens when we die that was a change he's in the day-to-day of a, a stupid news thing he is asking to be regaled with jokes uh from an audience that uh was not up to the task i mean that was hilarious but not in the way that they were intending it to be in that room you saw a more dimensional logan roy even is kind of like this business battle is going on and you wonder um i couldn't help but wonder if there's something going on with his health i think that there was some pretty serious clues dropped uh both with the way that carrie was communicating uh and, and basically the tone and tenor of the show that make me wonder if uh he has recently got some significantly bad health news well i mean i i wouldn't even say it's you know clues being dropped the entire uh show started with him having a major health issue um he's clearly in the final in the final years of his life um he is actually bummed that his kids are not around uh he wishes he didn't love them but he kind of does uh which makes all this uh more difficult for him and he uh it's just searching for for someone who he has a connection with and he's obviously kind of getting sick of carrie obvious uh already uh marcia is shopping in italy for uh the foreseeable future um, hey, a little uh little birthday present for us to think about for our wives next time yeah just go to italy and shop for uh until i die uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I can hit, if I can uh, pull that off quite like Ro, uh, Logan can. D- the dinner with Colin, uh, so great as he's just searching for for a connection with a human, and he's just he he. I mean, he calls the guests at his party monsters. Um, I I wonder if Carrie even gets the reference. I doubt it. She's probably like, oh, why is he calling them monsters? They're also they're all being so uh, polite, you know, except for Greg, who uh, got pulled into a uh, God, Greg, what what a star. <laughs> the, the one half of the disgusting brothers. Um, the what, what was it? The, the first thing is I was like the disgust bust. Disgust bust. That's the first line of the season. God, that's so good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Logan just searching for any any connection and then having Greg having just uh just confess to uh uh fingering in his home 
um step up and be like you are mean you are a mean old man and everyone's scared of you and he's like yeah well where's your father i don't know i i guess logan just wants a comedy central roast of uh all his favorite uh comedian podcasters to uh give it to him that would have made an amazing episode it actually kind of seems like something that kendall would have signed up for last year uh and then cried through uh it's a bummer we didn't get it something that you said there this episode featured a lot i mean it was essentially a game of telephone. Um, mm-hmm. They're calling each other on the phone all the time. And by having these two sides going back and forth and having those complicated interpersonal dynamics, it really allows the show to do a lot of things like the stupid gossip. You know what I mean? Like when when Shiv says, I hear you call yourself the, the disgusting brothers in the conversation that's going to ultimately end in hey, we are getting a divorce. Like you have all like this inside info being trotted out there and it makes it like super spicy because they can attack from any angle. Um, I thought it was a smart writing device. It's something that's obviously going to continue because I can't imagine that they're going to be in the same room uh, in any near episode. Uh, it seems that ep- the relationship is is quite fractured. Uh, obviously, there were, there were some betrayals uh and what have you last season and the season before and the season before um you know eventually they are going to get back in the same room i mean we already had them talk on the phone had that nice little conversation we moved uh, past the text asking for a call so yeah. we're we're well on our way yeah yeah i mean it's it's a it's another businessing thing that uh that you and i as uh just lowly sports writers uh don't really get to experience the uh the power dynamics of the phone call versus the text versus uh actually answering the phone call and then on top of that we've got the negotiation where it's just like and now now is a good time i think to talk about t uh what telly uh tell us uh i think that's his full name tell us i i hope we oh we do we do actually see him he's he's in the house uh I like how everyone made a point to say T at least one time. Uh, and he's, he just makes money appear. Um, it seemed like there, he was, he was very uh, solid at 8 billion. And that's just like, Oh, I just make another 2 billion appear. Um, cause, cause it's worth what it, uh, somebody is willing to pay. Um, which is something we see a lot in, in sports with uh, buying teams. Uh, and in tech, uh, where they seem tech, to be yeah. residing. I, I, I'm going to ask you to rank this on a scale of 1 to 10, even though it is disgusting to go back and forth and share numbers uh, in front of Nan. How confident are you in this Telly character being a straight shooter? Because I think that what you just mentioned there, that they were really solid at 8 and then they moved up to 10, I'm not 100% sure that we're not operating in kind of make-believe land. Like I, the whole financing thing, that's a lot of money. And if I caught it, I thought that it was contingent on actually selling to Gojo. So I think that we are, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit. The the, the show wants us to get ahead of ourselves, but I think that we should mention that if that deal falls through, I don't think that they're, they're certainly not going to have money uh, to go out and do this adventure that now are now really excited about. Yeah, that's uh, one thing that uh, occurred to me pretty early in the episode. Uh, I I think that Logan might tank the Gojo deal um, so that his kids don't have the money. 
Um, and then he just can get Pierce himself. And also, I think that speaks to him getting more involved with the editorial at ATN. Uh, I I think it keeps him and the kids at odds. Um, I think that makes sense for the uh, for the long term for the for the entire season because um, it's just it's just more fun when uh, there's issues. Because I mean, I, they, it's not like the kids are just gonna buy Pierce. And then, okay, we're competing cable news networks. That, of course, maybe it is. I mean, see, this is why I hate the the next on because I I saw this a little bit and it's already got my mind thinking. I mean, they're gonna do this whole election thing, um, which is probably gonna be painful to watch, but uh, also super entertaining. So you know, I I mean, they are going to be operating cable news. Uh, they're going to be negotiating with, uh, Roman's going to be negotiating with the presidential candidate. I think that this first episode had to be tidied up with a bow. Uh, I don't think you want to have kind of a cliffhanger um, when you've been a long, a gone for so long and now you're coming back. I really actually kind of liked having a, a bottle story where it felt like there was some closure and certainly we moved things along a tremendous amount as you have to do season to season it's kind of it's kind of entourage syndrome where it's like they're ah, the the movie's off ah, this happened the movie's back on so i feel like that's gonna have i mean they have to do that but what makes succession so good is the performances um no matter how dumb the re i mean there are really dumb reasons for the for these deals falling apart or going together but like just the performances, the the creative, endlessly creative ways in which they uh, swear, um, they they just they make you kind of root for these horrible horrible people. But it's it's great to just step back and be like, well, actually, it's good when they fail because they're awful. So yeah, I'm I'm ready for the deal to fall apart and then get back together and then be saved at the last minute and. Then whatever happens with uh, Logan, we'll see. So I got a question for you. Do you watch these with the subtitles on or off? I would prefer to be in a room because I I can understand what they're saying on this show. But I would prefer to be in a room alone watching the show and just listening. Um, but I I like I, I've got the kid, uh, my one year old. My my wife is also uh, doing some work in the evenings. So I often have noise or a child sleeping on my shoulder. So I'm big subtitles guy now. And it, it is especially good for succession because there are a lot of, uh, even though I understand what they're saying, I can hear them clearly. It's good, better sound editing than something like uh, House of the Dragon or something. But uh yeah, I, I I like to hear exactly what uh what companies they're uh just name dropping or just the the proper uh verbiage on a fuck. I I think you have to do both because I, I'm with you and I wanted to, you know, I think when the jokes and the writing are so specific, and that's something that we love about this show, is it's it's not vague at all. It's like right the specific is funnier, uh an exact uh, is a more biting line, but I caught myself reading it a lot. And then I realized yeah. that I was missing all these tremendous performances by the actors. Um, we didn't even talk about 
we can go no further before I uh, we we have uh, a moment for the con heads here. Um, so Khan is is pulling at one percent, and he's willing to pay up to a hundred million just to maintain that one percent, so he can be in the conversation, which is an important place to be. And he doesn't want to be a laughing stock, uh, you know. But he's he's being squeezed from both sides. I don't want to say that it was pathetic, because um, in real life it's pathetic. But I wonder how indicative it is of what that world is like at that position because sometimes you've wondered why people ever stay in these races they can't win it they are essentially vanity projects and it seems like even though this character is beyond ridiculous maybe it's not so ridiculous for like that upper one percent of the one percent that actually have the opportunity to do this gambit yeah i mean i guess he gets to keep doing cable news hits or uh he he gets to be part of the new cabinet or have some position. Uh, he's he's somebody that people remember because he re- stay because he gets one percent of the vote. I guess um, the the big thing that stuck out to me about uh, Connor's storyline was uh, Willa and how they she has. I think she changed a lot from last season she suddenly looks like one of those um she looks wealthy now she's dressing wealthy uh before she looked like a a hot theater girl now she is she she dresses like she's rich because she's going to she's going to technically be rich when she marries connor and the best one of the best lines is like a hundred million dollars like well you have to spend it but you'll still be rich right and he's like, oh, yes. Um, so, so she was okay with it. Uh, and and how she's ready with the talking points. Like, well, just again with Greg, like, you're going to drop from 1%. That's the lowest number. And she's like, well, he'll still be part of the conversation, which you want to be in. Uh, so great, great subtle changes to Willa's character. And yes, Connor, as usual, um, very amusing and a look at the lower end of the political spectrum. Well, Willa, yeah, I, I totally agree. She is, uh, she's gotten a glow up. She's gotten a taste for the high life. Uh, she seems to have gotten a taste for uh, the- Of un- course, now she has to get married by bum fights. Yes, but she's not willing to take that extra step. I thought that might've been the funniest <laughs> funniest line of the whole thing, where I think she has to bum fights. Uh, I haven't thought about those in a long time. Yeah, the triumvirate of Carl, Frank, and Jerry, not a lot to do this episode. Uh, I, I I was really looking forward to see what Carl had for me, and he, and he just didn't have a ton. Uh, good in small windows. Didn't you're feel like, like it was- You're just like Logan. You wanted Carl to give it to you, and you just he, he refused. You're a tough nut. Okay, so when they were doing the, um, the roast- and initially, Greg says, oh, you're a mean old man. And then he's like, no, really give it to me. That felt pretty real um, from, from old Greg there. And it felt pretty real coming back. Yeah, because I, I feel like um, that's the kind of thing he would get a lot from Roman, I think. Um, especially Roman, even though with Roman, it's much more of uh, like he says it kind of under his breath, but he says it to him. 
uh to his father like oh yeah that's a great idea dad but but he like he will push back just a little bit and obviously kendall and uh logan have had their and and shiv and logan have been going at it for their entire lives i presume so he's he's just looking for somebody just to give him shit basically and he's just not gonna get it from the three the three wise yes men and uh with one of them being a yes lady he just he he just wants that that push and pull that give and take that he just doesn't get because i mean like kendall kendall would or or shiv would have stepped up and told him there was another bidder but like frank and jerry and carl are both they're all like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it i don't want to do it this is not my purview um so yeah yeah he's he's just searching for that for that little bit of a little bit of pushback to make him feel everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, you know, he's not in control of everything. The kids seem to be thriving without their father, and he seems to be very miserable, both just in not having them around. But, you know, when they were singing happy birthday to him, he could not have hated that more. Uh kind of so much he's so miserable he is miserable and it's like he's been chasing this thing his whole life and now he wants to sell it and and i wonder if he's having second doubt second thoughts about that but yeah like it's very hard to feel any empathy and, and sympathy for logan but all these little episodes through the show tonight and then it closes with like a very sad bedtime of of watching for-profit hate cable TV and, and giving a small note about something that uh, they're going to gonna be papered over uh, in the next segment uh, about woke kids or whatever. It just, it seemed really, really sad to me. And like, I didn't, I didn't feel a great twinge of, oh, I, poor guy, but also like maybe it was for a guy who's been so virile and so powerful for so much of the show to me he really seemed uh uh muted and weak even from like his negotiation tactic he kind of screwed that up because he really wanted it and he gave an insulting offer and he lowballed it and the kids outplayed him maybe for the first time certainly together that i can ever remember yeah um i i think he would have had a much better time that evening uh, to wind down his birthday if he had uh, turned on the CTV footage just, you know, to see what Greg really got up to, to see the rummaging. <laughs> um, and that that's another thing, like, I, I couldn't tell if Tom was messing with Greg throughout the entire thing. Um, because I, I believe that they have, you know, cameras, but I... Do they really have CCTV in every single uh, room? But also, I can't believe that 
Tom actually let Greg go and confess that like he's trying to get Greg killed or something. And and then Logan's reaction where he's like, he called me disgusting, but he kind of smiled. And then he's like, hey, everybody, come smell Greg's finger. I was confused about that as well. I thought it was a master class. Uh, and I thought it was all a big send up just trying to get under his skin until the moment where he encourages them to go apologize to Logan, not knowing which way that's going to go. I mean, there has been some lingering resentment from Tom towards Greg as Greg has, has gotten cool and things have gone well for him. We saw that even last season when he uh, traded up uh, from Comfrey to the Contessa of Albives or whatever it was called. So I think that that relationship's weighing on him a little bit. I mean, I think that he that's the one place in the entire universe where he has power. And I think when that person becomes more independent and is kind of succeeding, uh, and now, honestly, like as, uh, as wild as it sounds, Tom would be right to view Greg as a competitor in that room oh, yeah. because I don't know why Greg's in that room and why he continues to be in that room, but he there he is and he'll be there. That's the conversation we had. We had that conversation last year, I think, a lot. Like, why is Greg in this room? Uh, Greg should not be in this room for for the merger uh for the big deal negotiations. I mean, you're talking about six, seven, eight, nine, ten billion dollars. Um, Greg does not need to be there. Well, Colin is downstairs going through his uh his date's cell phone just because uh he's a cousin, so he gets a plus one. There's no reason for this, except it's so funny. And they play it so well that it doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense that Logan would have the one person who's actually family be there. Even though he is unqualified, he brings nothing to the table. It's And all he's going to do is tell him that he stuck his, he had his hand down his date's pants after right uh, before she took asking for a selfie. God, that's good. Really, the biggest life event that occurred, though, was, you know, Tom and Shiv, they gave it a go, but they will be giving it a go no longer. Great scene. I mean, she comes in, he's wearing an undershirt, Mondale doesn't recognize her scent anymore. And I think really, like, Mondale is the perfect barometer. Uh, dogs are smart. They know a good person. Uh, they know who takes care of it. Uh, I think that Mondale's right on and he will be going with Tom in the subsequent divorce. But yeah, I mean, I initially thought that Shiv was being kind of, well, she was obviously being distant, but when she said she didn't want to go through the whole play by play, when Tom was offering to talk, I initially thought that she was being her usual cold self, but with some time and reflection, I think that maybe, that wasn't the worst way to go about things, you know, like maybe there was no point in rehashing it. And maybe what Tom wanted to say wasn't necessarily like, Oh, you're an awful person. But I think we saw with tears in her eye and real emotion, which she's shown before, like, I think deep down she knows that she has blown the Tom thing over and over again. And I think that it does hurt her because it's a failure and she doesn't like failing in life. 
he is allowed to stay and they hold hands. And I just thought that that was a pretty powerful moment. Maybe like the most intimate one they've had um, in a long, long time. And it comes at this bittersweet moment. Yeah, it's this thing where they're kind of in love, but also it's it's a very, I mean, it's kind of a business deal at its heart. Um, no matter what Tom feels for her, Shiv was a great way to uh, move up the corporate ladder. Um, and they just have to make it work somehow, either married or divorced. And their their actual feelings. Uh, it's with Tom with someone else. It's one of the few times that uh, that Shiv gets to act like a, a human and not just a uh, uh, a messed up emotional robot. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, it's Tom and getting Shiv. I, it was a, it's it was a great scene. Uh, the entire thing, even though you're distracted at one point because this is a New York City apartment that does not only have one flight of stairs, but uh, two flights of stairs, which that that's another thing that really uh, stuck out to me in this episode was how I, I just remembered like how great the real estate porn is. I mean, it's like it's like interactive Zillow gone wild where you see. I mean, it's like you see all these cool things on. I mean, I'm gonna keep bringing up Game of Thrones. You see all these cool things, but like these things are real, and there are people with obscene amounts of money who own these these places, and yeah, it's like yeah, oh, go check out this amazing view from the veranda, and like Roman's like, I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, let's go look at the the view, but it's like this this mansion, this huge place. And to see like this apartment, this three floor apartment or condo or whatever the hell you call it. I mean, it's basically a house in a giant building. Um, and, and you've got a dog in there. Um, yeah, the, the, the real estate porn made a, a huge comeback with uh, the, the first episode of the season. Well, we know you've taken a long flight um, and we have a business proposal for you here uh, on the back end of this podcast, but Steve and I need two minutes uh, and then another five minutes and we'll be right back. That's seven minutes. All right. Okay. Last season we did most likely to succeed. Uh, we're going to try something different here, a little who's up, who's down, stolen from the Marshand and Oran podcast, only we're going to make it market watch, stock up, stock down. If you're a litigation lawyer, I hope you're not listening to this. I've um, never heard of those people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they break a few stories. Glass Beagle's better. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm going to hit you. We'll go fast and furious with Jerry. Uh, stock down. Um, I don't know. The, the triumvirate of uh, Old Guard are just kind of window dressing They're They don't contribute much right now. Kendall stock up. I think all the siblings, I think we're going to be saying stock up Roman stock up. I mean, yeah, the, the, the next gen Roy's are, uh, they're, they're powerful. They're putting in $10 billion bids on stuff right now. So stock up. Stock up. Shiv 
got to be stocked down for me. I know that it's going well um, in her business life, but personally, it's a mess. And it kind of looked like an old flame uh, was coming back to get involved in this whole presidential hullabaloo. And that I feel like portends really bad things for Shiv. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. You're, you know, you're take. See, I'm only looking at this. I'm a cold blooded businessman, so I'm looking at this as who is most likely to be the successioner. So, so I still think Shiv is stock up. Naomi Pierce. Uh well, for personally stock up because she's about to make a bunch of money. Um, I don't really get the uh the Pierce family. They're they seem kind of like a uh a feel-good version of the Roy's. It's very funny, you don't really even get to see them. They're kind of in the background, like kind of nicely dressed on the weekends, but they're just like, Oh, yes, we'll we'll consider this offer. And and you can hear the they're basically in the back doing golf claps. And wearing like the exact thing that you would expect them to wear. There was some guy that I didn't know. Uh, I was wearing a pink shirt and they said yeah. like something had gone wrong. And then there was some sort of disaster in Maine, which is maybe the whitest thing uh, that I've ever heard. It sounds like something that happens to the Kennedys. Matson and Gojo. Well, I mean, that that's a tech company. Um, and he's an eccentric billionaire. So stock up. Nothing ever goes wrong for them. Greg's date. Uh stock up no oh oh i i think stock up i mean she got some good stuff for the insta uh she already posted it so i mean it sucks that she can get the selfie with logan uh maybe next time uh next time there's some rummaging going on she can uh find find some time to uh take a selfie i thought it was a great date i mean say what you want about what went on but i mean it was certainly you know, like uh, Carrie. Tried this isn't to, a Shake Shack. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't sort of, sort of like some pre-fuck uh, stop, but it, is, it turned out to be, you know, the actual fuck stop. So there is that. Um, Connor. Uh, okay, I'll give Connor the one Roy child. Uh, this is probably the story of his life, but uh, stock down from both a uh, business and a personal. Um, perspective but um you know good for him for fighting the good fight and uh fighting for the one percent the hundred well stock down unfortunately even though i think it was a uh i mean i i have to echo roman here i mean was that idea too good i mean why hasn't anybody ever tried it where you just get the uh 100 best experts in every single field to uh, write some stuff and you have the Atlantic crossed, crossed with uh, Vanity Fair, crossed with uh, Rolling Stone. And Substack. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been more engaged than uh, when they were talking about the shape of this thing. I was envisioning somehow Derek Thompson writing every single article on there. I was envisioning what that would look like in our ecosystem where like a bad headline or subhead would get sent out and people would like screen cab it and... Uh, try to say, you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like a uh, New York times pitch bot would just like glitch out. There would definitely be a, the hundred pitched bot. I, I mean, it, I, I, I want to say like, I kind of hope that that idea comes back because 
they had such a good time creating it that I think that the, I mean, the opportunity for content is amazing. So I hope that it uh, gets resurrected here like a pro wrestler. Yeah. I, I really want to know how much time we needed, like a three episode mini season of seeing them putting this idea together where they're just sitting in a room going, man, what if, what if we had a website that was like more than a website and like just smart people yeah bro smart people and we could just we we could create the content and we've got the verticals and it's like we got to keep it a hundred the hundred it's 100 percent what happened uh colin um stock up uh you know he he learned he had a friend this episode which I, I think uh, threw him for a loop. But uh, eventually, I think Logan might die. If not actually during the se- the uh, series, then in perpetuity, uh, to, to uh, quote Greg, um, he might die. And then Colin will... What happens to Colin after this? Um, does, uh, he, he might be a good bodyguard for Greg. That would be fun. What if the only spinoff to come of this is, is Colin uh, out of nowhere? Uh, what do you think Colin's other friends are like, by the way? Well, I he might not have much time for friends since he's uh, spending probably, what, 12, 18 hours a day with uh, Logan. And he's got I his own Logan personal. Sits down with a uh, glass of scotch to watch ATN and uh, go over the CCTV TV footage. Uh, Colin gets to go home and sleep. So well, I think he's probably operating his own uh, personal Guantanamo Bay in the basement uh, that he wants to be out of sight, out of mind. Uh, have I missed anybody except. Uh... Did we say Kendall? Yeah. Okay. Did I not say Kendall? I don't know. Kendall. Kendall stock up. Um even though he is talking about uh, having champagne, uh, he's he's smoked the horse, so he needs something immersive. Um, he, I don't know, he beat his dad for the moment, so he's got things going on. Uh, he's he's having a mature conversation with his ex girlfriend, uh, even though she's now dating his sister, his sister's uh, future ex wife or ex husband. Uh, but you know, Kendall, I, I don't feel like is about to uh go to jail, kill himself, or end up dead. So I'd say that's definitely stock up for Kendall. Little miracles. Um, you know, the you know, we we hit on the, the Pierce family earlier, but I wanted to specifically say Nan Pierce. This was Nan Pierce's best episode. Stock up, obviously. Uh, she was the belle of the ball. And <laughs> people coming to her with these offers, uh, which she just hated. She yeah. played it brilliantly. Like you could see where that person exists. Like that is like if someone owns an uh, MSNBC or like HuffPo, that's exactly what I expect them to be like. Um, I, I just thought it was fantastic. She played them so perfectly. She's like, oh, I hate numbers. Like someone says seven, someone says eight, someone says nine. What's next? And that's the exact number she got. I, I mean, Nan Pierce is obviously the smartest person in the entire show 
she names an absurd price, which was three billion more than uh, what Logan was thinking about or what what he floated, and she got it. And she, I mean, just the like uh, a migraine is coming on. Let me see how it progresses over the next five minutes. Just such obvious lies that like, you know, like Roman had no time for it and was making fun of it. Uh, it, it was it was beautiful. Uh, democracy in America. Uh, I'm, I'm saying stock down um, because succession uh, kind of reflects our times just a little bit. So uh, six, uh, democracy is... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not uh, holding their stock on Waiters Island. Shiv said it was feeling like 1933, which is a bad way to start any sentence. Uh, nothing good comes after that. And and also, uh, we saw on the coming attractions that uh, the guy from Weeds is going to try to make his election loss seem like an election win. Again, you know, it's probably too soon for some of this stuff, or not oh. soon enough. Uh, based on your mindset, but I, I'm anticipating kind of some some rough viewings when we get to that uh, that because the stove is still pretty hot. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, the big man, Logue, Loge, Logue. Yeah, a like, lot of Logues getting thrown around this episode. First time, first time, long time apparently, but uh, they're getting quite comfortable with him. I thought that that was interesting. I think it's at least up for discussion whether it was stock was up or down yeah i i mean he is apparently going to get back get his uh his his fingers and his feet dirty uh get back into the business um into the day-to-day um i mean he he obviously stocked down because he lost pierce again uh his white whale he may never get it but I think maybe he was set on a path this week where he will eventually uh, reconcile with his children and live happily ever after. <laughs> you know it. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a stock down. He didn't get the deal. I'm not 100% sure why he necessarily needs the deal. Um, that seems to be almost like personal with him. I didn't really understand yeah. the business element of it. On the bright side, his wife, who is... A, a big wet blanket is shopping in Milan forever. Uh, would we all be so lucky? That was nice. Uh, he, yeah, I don't know. He's exploring humor. Uh, he's making new friends. Uh, maybe he's going to be a bit uh, healthier, like a little bit of a healthier uh, work and slash not hating life balance, if that exists for Logan. So I think things are looking up. And, and I just want to say, if I feel confident about anything, it's we're going to see that monster go in there and be just like it. When he in, enters that newsroom, it is going to feel like Jaws if everybody worked for Jaws, like you accurately pointed out and Greg pointed out even be, even before you. <laughs> uh, it's going to be spectacular and he's going to come back throwing like 99 miles per hour in one of these episodes and it's going to be great to see. I, I hope it's like uh, the newsroom. Where he's he's basically uh, takes on Jeff Daniels' character, and I I I I would love to see Logan Roy on the floor of the newsroom. 
uh, interacting with those characters, like hating how woke they all are. It's going to be amazing, uh, even at ATN. All right, anything we didn't touch on? Uh, any one-liner bouncing around in there? Any final thoughts uh, as we give the people something uh, to, to mull over for a week? Uh, oh, uh, one of the things that I did catch with the subtitles was, uh, I think it was Kendall and Roman discussing whether they preferred uh, info parcels or info snacks. And it was clickbait for smart people. God, the hundred is so good. I I I want to subscribe right now. I don't want to subscribe. What I want to do is create it. Like create a fake version of that. Like why couldn't we just go online tomorrow and be like, here's the hundred and take like all the writers and all the thinkers and, and envision what that would look like. Uh, you know, I mean, a tremendous amount of work uh, and we don't have VC capital and, and I don't have any meetings lined up tomorrow to promptly then cancel after being rude to. Uh, but if someone, you know, with, with more motivation got on that, uh, you'd be richly rewarded in likes, clicks and, and, and laughs for me. What if the disgusting brothers started the hundred? That, I mean, just make it like the ultimate uh, dating app. Just hundreds of experts and uh, and negging and I, God, Greg's gonna be so rich. I can't <laughs> wait. The disgusting brothers sounds like something that would be on barstool, and I would probably <laughs> listen to and enjoy. Uh, what it, do you sound, it sounds like one of those techno uh, duos that were in played on rock radio in the uh, late nineties. So good, <laughs> so simple. Because they could have chosen any word, but they chose <laughs> disgusting, which was just spot on. All right, that's uh, man, that's one episode. That means there's only uh, precious few. There's fewer remaining than there were this morning. That's kind of sad. We're getting here True. to the end of NCAA tournament. Uh, when you kind of see the ending in sight, uh, it's a bummer. Uh, but we'll remain positive, uh, not like Logan. We'll think that something happens to us after we die, uh, and that this isn't all there is, and we'll move forward, and we'll forge a new path. I agree. T, what do you got for us? <laughs> yeah, 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 that money works out. I wonder if he's even looking at that spreadsheet. I, I, I think that he's going to be a problem. <laughs> I can't believe you would doubt Telus. And Tally. And T. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.